Hello, dear one, and welcome to the Brave Path Podcast. I am your host, Emily Bird. This podcast exists to empower coaches, healers, teachers, and other service-led and soul-centered entrepreneurs, that's you, who's looking for clarity, alignment, and empowerment along your business journey. Here we dive into all the things when it comes to the development of your most authentic offerings, awakening and embodying your highest self, marketing with a higher purpose in the form of your personal brand and spiritual being, all while you overcome the blocks and limitations that we all face as we grow in business, upgrading your mindset and dismantling those old limiting beliefs and outdated programming. Here you will discover deeper parts of yourself and confidently know which steps to take next, how to build this dream business of yours through the divine channel that is you. Yes, we get spiritual here and also strategic. I am your transformational business coach, facilitating the space for you to have the inner transformation necessary for the outer expansion in business you desire. Let's get into it. Okay. So I'm so excited for today's guest. I uh, transparently, this is my first time hearing their story. And I've just known ever since uh, we connected online, I've never met Zanetta or Jeanette, who's coming on in a minute. I've, I've never met her in person. Okay. But we connected online. We're both coaches and I just felt like, okay, there's something here. There's something really powerful about this woman's story. And I want to know more about it. So just a little bit of background. Zanetta Majushka Pavlu is a transformational coach, mom, and cancer survivor. So she's going to be sharing with us today her story of her diagnosis, which was a stage three diagnosis and sort of like a you have six months to live kind of diagnosis. Okay. So she's going to be sharing with us her story today, how it transformed who she is, how she lives, how she shows up every day. And of course, how that influences the work that she does with her clients. So she's a transformational coach, mom, and cancer thriver. She found a blessing in her diagnosis and believes that those who overcame any life-threatening disease or trauma have done so because it is a part of their bigger calling. Just think about that for a second. Those who have overcame a life-threatening disease or trauma have done so because it is a part of their bigger calling. It's powerful, right? Zanette is on a mission to help others come back home to themselves so they can step into their full potential now and wake up every morning feeling fulfilled, energized, and doing what they love. Her coaching is based on a holistic concept of health. So she focuses on physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being while combining methods that engage imagination, creativity, intuition, and bodily sensations. Powerful, right? So you can check out Zanetta online, her contact info, website, Instagram. It's all here linked in the show notes. She does work with clients one-on-one. So if you feel called to her and her story and the medicine that she has to bring to the collective, please don't hesitate to reach out to her. So I'm right here with you, friends. We are going to get into this. I am so excited to hear from her and to learn more about Jeanette's story and Yeah, the power that comes with radical healing and commitment to self. So without any further ado, here is Jeanette. 
<laughs> Welcome. You're here. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, love. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank mm -hmm. you. Welcome to the Brave Path Podcast. You are so brave for being on here today. And I was just in your intro, just describing how I just felt like a connection to you when we first connected online months back. And I just knew that there was something powerful about your story. And not only did I want to hear it, but I felt like it needed to be shared. And yeah, I just, I want to thank you for being brave and bring, being open and being willing to share your story today. This is, this is so exciting. I'm really excited to hear. <laughs> thank you for the intro. Yeah, I, I would love to, let's give a little bit of background. So where are you located in the world? Uh, I'm from Czech Republic, from mm. Prague. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, when you're talking about the courageous, uh, the brave path, yeah, that will be definitely part of my story too. So I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. And yeah, let's get started. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. So what I know about your diagnosis is that you you were diagnosed with cancer with a stage three diagnosis. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I actually had cancer twice. The first time it was before, like eight years ago, and it was thyroid cancer. Mm. Um, but back then I didn't have the knowledge, the information. I wasn't so aware. So it just came, it, it came and it went and it was all good. Um, but this time it hits differently. And um, yeah, it's just, um, I, I, like, I never forget the day when, when they told me the diagnosis because um, it was just like ordinary Wednesday, mm. 1st of December before Christmas. You know, I went to a doctor and uh, well, I, had some symptoms. I I will be also talking about this maybe later. That I actually wasn't listening to my body. I was disconnected. I I knew there was something going on, but I just you know thought it's nothing, or I was too busy, too much in my head that I I just you know ignored it mm. and. So it wasn't wasn't a surprise in, in some way, but when he told me, <laughs> he I, I knew there was something off. And then he asked me what I do. And um, so I said, I'm a coach and I help people <laughs> to have better lives. And then he said, well, yeah, now maybe you will need a therapist or someone you know, who can support you? And I was like confused. And then he went on uh, and then he said this sentence that I will never forget that I have only, not only, but I have six months to create the good conditions for my son's life. When he said like my son, it really, you know, felt, it, it hit me. Mm. And, and he said like, yeah, six months for, 
you're doing whatever we will tell you to do if you wanna like survive or like if you wanna live. And then we can talk about the quality of the life. And then he went, you know, the chemo, the radiation, the surgery. And, and I was like, you know, sitting there. <laughs> and I actually remember that I asked him for permission to cry. I said, can I, can I cry? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I totally wasn't in my power back then. So that changed. <laughs> wow. Okay. So a couple things here. You said that you were disembodied or disconnected. You, you, in the back of your mind, like you knew that something was off, something was not right, but you were maybe choosing to ignore it or what, what does that feeling feel like? Well, it, it actually came when I, when I, when I came from, from the hospital, there was like, certain things happening which I call as the turning point or to like journey of waking up to mm. to do something bigger to, mm-hmm. to my true self mm-hmm. uh, if I can say uh, say it like this because I came home and 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 it was for the first time when I had to feel myself because I had to sit in the discomfort with all the emotions and, and all the pain. And, and I remember I was sitting at the toilet, well, maybe to give you the context, I had a rectal cancer, which was diagnosed as a colon cancer, but it was down there. So yeah, some of the symptoms were like blood in the stool here and there. So, you know, you can Google that. And at the bottom of the page there is, and you can also have cancer so I, mm. I I knew but I'm too young for that kind of cancers they also said you could have come you know you're too early like 20 years early <laughs> yeah um, and so I was sitting at the toilet I had, most of my thoughts were happening in the toilet and uh and there I was just with me you know without this stupid you know any this destruction and and I was, uh, I, I, I hoped to wake up out of a dream. I thought it's just a dream. And I was like, wake up, wake up. This, this can't be real. Mm. I was like, you know, I, I have to wake up. And I actually did wake up, but in a different way. Yeah. As I was, <laughs> yeah, as I was sitting there, I was like, is this it? Like six months, really? Mm. Like, am I going to die? And it was so heavy. Mm. I started asking myself those questions that I <laughs> sometimes use with clients or I've read in books like you know um, if you're on a deathbed like what would you regret and you know mm. it, it was so real for me in that moment um, wow and so I said how did I get there like how how could I have let this go so far mm-hmm. and and I think that was the moment when I somehow did connect it to myself. So I could see the difference when you're not, when you're like disconnected and then connected. And, wow. so, and then, and if I may add something, uh, there was also one 
big part. Um, I looked at my uh, fingers and all my life I was so restless and not in peace at all. I was nervous and um, like controlling myself <laughs> and my thumbs where um, I was uh, biting the skin around my nails. You know, mm-hmm. how, how it, you know it, it has a name, but I, don't, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, basically biting my thumbs. And it looked horrible. <laughs> and I felt ashamed, you know, most of my life I've been doing it since, I don't know, I was eight years old as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. you know, to soothe myself and... And I look at the fingers and I was like, how, like, you know, same question, how, how, how did it happen? Mm. And so in that moment, I realized that uh, I didn't love myself. And I, and, and in that moment, I made the decision to love myself. And since then, I never touched the nails. Whoa! From zero to hundred, like you don't have to wait twenty-one days or sixty-four or whatever. Like you just have to decide and say more. Oh my gosh! Okay, that in and of itself is a turning point, right? Like I'm just gonna make the decision right now. Me biting my nails is a reflection of me not loving myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. I, I, I wish that sometimes, um, <laughs> I wish that life was always that easy and straightforward. Like I'm going to make the decision now and just that's it. <laughs> but I, I, I think there's so, so that's something that you, um, you wrote that I found really intriguing and I wanted to, to learn more about what the experience was like for you. And I think it kind of goes with this is you said, you know, I asked, like, could we share the story of, of your journey? And you're like, yes, this is the story of my healing and, and what it took to take my power back and stand in that power, how you had to take responsibility and be strong enough to face all that you were facing and what steps you had to take from holding the vision to taking care of yourself, your energy, dealing with doubt and fear. How did you transmute that into your words? What you said to trusting, believing, loving, holding, forgiving, letting go. I think, you know, there's so much your, that in of itself was like so powerful. I want to hear more of what that experience was like for you and, and the biting of the nails and then deciding not to bite my nails anymore. Like that is like, that's a, you know, side component to this greater shift that you made. What was it because you were looking at death, like in the face was, was that the why behind the shift and, and how deep did you have to dig or how easy was it? How simple was it to, really move into I'm going to be in my power now well (laughs) sorry I'm I must say that it was a journey and it wasn't that that instant Mm. as the loving component you know yeah Uh, I started um no I say this way I'm actually very 
fortunate that I studied IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So I had a solid like, basics of knowledge and, and because of what I do as a coach as well, I, I knew like which direction to take. And I think that was uh, like the really great advantage. Because if I didn't know, if if I didn't have this knowledge, I think I would be quite lost because I would be staying there with my fears, worries, doubt, you know, the medical system and everything. Uh, like uh, I would have gone. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's important to say that I I I basically knew where to go, but. Um, I had to build it in and it took a lot of self-awareness as well and reflection. So like I asked myself a lot of questions, you know, and and also when I was like thinking how, how did I get there or how I lived and what do I need to change or who do I need to become to be able to heal. Yeah, um, I knew that it would uh, need my power, and uh, that I would have to, you know, be stronger to hold it, to hold the vision, and to do the things, and and also energy. And I, I knew I would need an energy. So, uh, mm. like, because I I remember that. One of other things that I re- I would regret or I thought I would regret was that if this is the end, like, and I could take it all over and start all over, I would have the courage to do the things. And I would have the courage to be strong and to, to be me. And that, that, that was what was driving me. So I had to take full responsibility that was the first thing like okay my life happened I'm not going to be a victim today the victim mode you know is ending wow I had to take the responsibility and say okay I I wasn't living like the ideal life I wasn't really walking my talk you know I but it's a past and I want to move forward. So I made the decision and um, and I started journaling. That was the first thing. That was the first thing. I started journaling because I needed to know myself better. Hmm. And when we're talking about the power, I, for example, discovered that as a child, I was so criticized. Like, I'm sure my parents loved me, but they just didn't know how to show love. Yes. So, you know, we all experienced that. Yes in some way and so I criticized myself and uh, you know so and when my father was telling me all the horrible things um or the things that he thought some were jokes but they're actually you know were not or Mm -hmm. as a child didn't understand his humor <laughs> and as my mom always says oh he's just joking no, no he's not when he <laughs> says you're useless it's not a joke mm, <laughs> oh yeah and, it's damaging and yes yeah, so there were a lot of that and 
so I wasn't in the power when I was there with this in, in this situation. So, and there was a new situation, the doctors, you know, white coats, mm-hmm. authorities. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of, you know, this little girl and father telling her things and me not saying what I wanted to say. Well, I no wonder why I had thyroid cancer. This is the fifth chakra, you know, like wow, yeah, not being able to speak. Yeah, allow you to speak and expressing your truth. So mm-hmm. I'm now without cancer, oh, well, without the cancer, but without the thyroid as well. <laughs> yeah, so I had to build that power and work with the fear. Like the fear was there. Uh, the doctors couldn't tell me how this will end and how are my chances. And so the first few weeks were quite horrible. Um, yeah. But but it changed. It changed. I, I remember the first visit. I was this, you know, like little girl, like, oh, can I ask something? Mm-hmm. And then the last visit, oh. I was there and ready to sign the reverse and say, I don't want the surgery. <laughs> like, I'm done. Yes. So you refused surgery. Yeah, that was that was actually the thing. They told me there has to be, you know, the classic medical thing. Mm-hmm. Chemo, radiation, surgery, all, all three. Yep. And I, well... I couldn't really choose I maybe we can maybe I could but I think I couldn't really choose so I said okay the chemo radiation but I'm going to do my own stuff as well mm-hmm. and go the alternative way and do my own healing I don't want the surgery I knew this the first day because that would be a huge surgery you know with the bag on my belly for the rest of my life mm-hmm. uh, like that wouldn't be good (laughs) so yeah they said that that's the standard procedure and so on and I said okay I have my own procedure (laughs) and so it was difficult to to stand in in this opinion of mine because the doctors told me how crazy I am and that I will die and Mm. listen and who am I? <laughs> wow. So, um, but I said, yeah, I know my body. My body can heal. Mm-hmm. They told us that I, I am. Like, the body can heal itself by itself if we give it a chance. Mm. My mantra. <laughs> I love that. What, um, because of your background for with like health and nutrition, what type of alternate healings did you offer your body during that time? Well, um, I started with meditations. Mm. I knew it would calm me down. And, you know, I did meditate before, but maybe for 10 minutes. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I did quite often, but not as much. So I meditated like two hours a day. Whoa! been meditating till today uh more than a year um an hour a day Uh, one special meditation and i'm doing the same again and again 
And so I did meditations, different type of breath work. I actually realized that I'm not even breathing properly. <laughs> uh, I, I juiced like crazy. Um, I had a really good friend of mine. We did the IIN together and she's all about nutrition. Uh, I went through a, a slightly different path. I, I'm more about the mindset, but she, she you know, stays with the nutrition. So mm. she helped me tremendously. She she told me what to use and what to do. So I followed that, you know, emotional work was like a big I actually realized I didn't I didn't feel, you know, my emotions or there were stuck emotions in my body. So I did craniosacral therapy. Yeah kinds of therapies and traditional Chinese medicine and Bach flower remedies. <laughs> I really did everything I could. That's amazing. Um, and, uh, Qigong. And uh-huh. Because uh, I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and summits and I've read books about people healing from cancer. And basically the things they did were the same for everybody. It, it was self-love on all levels mm. and nurturing and and taking the energy back so mm. I, I didn't want to you know talk to people and like be in their drama or so I was really only with myself I uh, I did a lot of walks every day I walked seven kilometers a long mm. walk um so I was in nature a lot. And wow. Wow. Taking our power back, taking the energy back. It's I've I, I feel like this is the lesson for all of us. And to receive your wisdom and your story, you were given a end of death diagnosis or end of life, end of life diagnosis. Like you're going to die in six months, go ahead and make your arrangements. Or you've got six months to, until you start to really deteriorate or, you know, however that was communicated to you. And that's, that was like your catalyst. That was your turning point of really taking your power back and, and reclaiming the energy. But I, I I think this is like why I wanted to hear your story today was because I know it's cliche to say, but it we shouldn't get to this point where we're given a death sentence to for that to be what makes us change our life. And looking at people like you, angels that walk this earth that are brave enough to receive the diagnosis and do all of the things that you're just describing to us to reclaim your power and to reclaim that energy and to choose life, to choose your life, to choose you, to choose your power, to choose your freedom. You chose your happiness. You chose possibility you chose to not be the victim. You chose your faith in yourself and your future instead. And 
I just imagine like just listening to you. If, if this is how we all lived our life every day, regardless of circumstance, what a different planet we would live on, what a different society we would have, we would, we would create together. I just, the energy, the frequency would be so different. And I just want to honor and acknowledge your story and your, your path. It's, it's, it's so powerful. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, you said it really, yeah, that, that's, that's powerful what you said. It's, it's, it's a reflection of you. It's something that you, your words that really like huh, dropped into my heart was that you believe that those who overcome life-threatening disease or trauma have done so because it is a bigger part of their calling or it is a part of their bigger calling. Those that have overcome life-threatening disease, those that have overcome trauma, it is, it is part of their bigger calling. What is the call? Um, well, it's very individual for, for anyone. It can be, you know, different thing for different people. But I know that when I was in the biggest pain, I knew that there's something bigger happening, that there's a reason. Mm. And that made me even stronger because in there were times when I was in such pain and I knew that I would help people in, in the same or similar situation. And it, it actually doesn't have to be, you know, cancer or really life-threatening or trauma, but we all have these narratives and we, we carry this baggage with us. And this is what I, you know, I feel like this is the mission because I've been through and I know how lighter we can be if we mm. you know, leave this bag like, behind and just move on. Mm -hmm. Wow. There, there's, there's the potential. And, and I, I, I think we can all really change. If I did it, it's, it's possible for everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know it's because now I know what it is to to be in peace and it's like intrinsic or like mm -hmm. can't can't describe it but it's um uh it's powerful <laughs> uh I love this so it's like um <clears throat> Like bliss is peace and it is when you experience the level of peace that you have experienced through your journey, through your process, through your courage, I feel like what you're describing is that peace, that bliss was, you said it was intrinsic. I, I, I feel like what you're describing is it was incredibly natural and even like a direct channel to the divine, like yeah. that level of peace, that level of trust, that level of embodiment of your power and 
the faith and the courage that you had to really cultivate and grow and embody in order to overcome what you've overcome. Yeah. That's like a higher form of love, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, love, higher form of love, highest form yeah. of love. What, here's my question, when it comes to overcoming life, threatening disease and or trauma and viewing that journey of maneuvering and navigating and overcoming when we when we approach it as okay this is part of my bigger calling i get to maneuver through this i get to navigate through this i get to heal this i get to transform it i get to leave it behind I love that you said that, like, I don't get to care. I don't have to carry this baggage with me anymore. What kind of space needs to be held? So if I have a friend, if I have someone in my life who I see they're going through that, that's part of their journey. And also me, my own, like holding that kind of space for myself as well. What kind of space do we need to hold for ourselves? And what kind of space do we need? Because I really do believe we need each other. What kind of space do we need to hold for others when we witness and when we know we are going through that as well, that overcoming force? What kind of space do we need to hold for ourselves and for others? I would say, I would say loving space. Mm -hmm. I, I really believe that it was love that healed me. It was self-love and love from other people. When I did the co-heal meditations, there were other people that, that I didn't even know from Dr. Joe Dispenza's groups. They wow. were sending me love. And mm. um, I think loving space and self-compassion because when you really love yourself and you can hold yourself, you, you know, you can hold yourself in the situation much better and then you can hold the space for others i think they we we all need more love i would say mm -hmm. yeah because i really believe that there are not many people that they were truly loved when they were little mm. and i believe that we are so unique and precious and um and pure love when we are born but then you know life happens <laughs> beliefs come and and we lose ourselves and we disconnect from ourselves and so um whatever the calling is um i think it's it's finding a way to ourselves again mm -hmm. to our true nature yeah. Yeah. So that really resonates. And I, I believe that as well. It's that loving and compassionate space. I, I, I will just add that it was like five, six years ago for me. So early thirties, I'm 37 now at this recording. So it was like, right when I was about 31 years old, 30, 31, where I, I was in my, I was in like an internal, you know, personal, it was, it was one of those, I, I don't know, we call it the dark night of the soul, but it was one of those deeper 
internal moments along my own personal expansion, transformational journey, my waking up. And I, I wanted, I made an intention. I made a commitment. I made a promise to myself that I wanted to experience love in a different way. I wanted to experience love for myself infinitely, unconditionally, without conditions, without limits, without expectations. I wanted to love myself fully, no matter what. And in return, I wanted to love others in that way as well. I wanted to love others infinitely. I wanted to love others unconditionally. I I got that, we, we just spoke about that intrinsic bliss, peaceful state of, it's like in that higher form of love, the highest form of love. I got a taste of that myself. And, and I, for me, that's how it like translated as like, okay, how, how can I apply this to everyday life? How can I feel this? How can I embody it? How can I live it, live into it, make the promise to love regardless, make the promise to love myself regardless, unconditionally, infinitely without expectation. And I've been really like consciously cultivating that relationship with love and lovingness for really consciously, really deeply for the past, you know, five, six years, whatever. And I've noticed just in that experience, I feel like I'm still like a very, a a baby on this path of like this kind of like divine love. But I've noticed that I attract in different dynamics in relationships. And I know you talked, you're a manifester and I am too. And I, I just noticed that I'm having a different experience in my life with love and trust and who I love and how I love them and how I love myself and how I meet myself and how I greet myself and how I hold myself. And also I notice like the old programming kick up, like the old programming, the old patterning, the old judgments, the old expectations, the old victim. Like I notice that comes to surface when I'm really faced with how am I going to hold this with the highest amount of love possible? This is a really hard situation. I'm feeling emotionally like amplified or agitated or activated, you know, how, how I, I choose to hold this with love and compassion. But then I notice like the old programming kicking up as well. And so for me, the experience of being committed to this higher channel of love and to be this higher source of love out in the world, not only to myself, but to others, to me, that the experience of this commitment to love has been just, it, it, it's like summoning, it's summoning a part of me. It's summoning me to really be in my power every day and to trust. And some days I feel like my whole, the whole day, all I'm doing is praying. (laughs) The whole day is a prayer. Like the whole, you know, it's like, I, I just, and I, I have not faced what you have faced, but who knows like what the future holds. And I feel like life is so short and 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going on about this, but I just, for me, making that commitment to this kind of, this type of, this experience of love years ago when I did, it opened up a new experience for life. It opened up a new experience of life for me. And I have a sense that you can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, it's, um, it's an everyday job. <laughs> That's one thing. Yeah. And, and even before you said an hour uh, as well, that you chose love. Mm-hmm. You chose love and um, I did too, because there were times when I didn't want to live. So I made a decision that I'm going to live. With that came new experiences, like you said, like for you, like when you make this strong intent, when you have this strong intention and and you step into your decision, the power and the universe like collaborates. Mm -hmm. They know what they want, you know? Mm there's actually no wonder that you have more love and and i can feel it and the, the first time when i met you i was like oh yeah like love came to me as well you know <laughs> oh sweet that, i was all about the love and then i also had more love in my life which you know you were as well because mm. i for example started playing golf which became a great passion uh, I play theater, uh, which is also something I I love and never did before in in, in such a way. We we did, I studied theater and we did theater at the university, but then you know life happened and um, so I came back to uh, to my old uh, hobby and so I do a lot of theater angles and it's so also important because when when you love yourself you want the best for yourself you do what you enjoy and then it's a different life mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. a whole different life I have one more question for you that I just think it would be really cool to to share this because a whole different life that's like that's a segue into it. How has this experience, this journey that you've gone through that you're still on, how has it impacted how you work with clients? Like who you are, you said earlier, who I had to become, who I had to be in order to face my obstacles, my, my challenges of, of having cancer and, and really healing, receiving health from the system, but also giving myself opportunity to heal alternatively. So how has this experience that you've had, this journey that you've had, how has it really impacted who you are as a coach and who you are for your clients and how you serve them? (laughs) Well, it did change and it didn't (laughs) in some way because I was doing it before I've been doing it for three years and a bit and but sometimes I must laugh because uh it's the different is the differences in in the feeling or in the whole in the the space holding 
Mm-hmm. I think I more understand the people what they've been through because I I because I was in in the hot mess <laughs> and then I <laughs> well, I went to driving and I was on the top of the game even though I was uh, you know dealing with uh, a tumor and a quite a big one um but I felt so alive and but also it's it's a continuing journey and I also know how it is to slip into some old habits you know some like from juicing twice a day to not juicing at all for a week and then again once a day and so I know like I also know how it is not just to be in a mess and, and a tribe but how to um really be loving and compassionate with myself so so I know where's my ideal baseline and I can always come back to it mm-hmm. and I think before I had this own experience I um I I, I don't know but now I think like um think I know what's what is really important here and and I know that a client they should know for themselves but for some reason I'm um I'm attracting clients that had similar experiences of course I I have now clients that had cancer before or you know so yeah that changed um, the way how I coach doesn't really change it much, but I mean, the energy and me being more, um, also more brave. I, I go into more brave conversations, <laughs> I would say. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that you're an incredible coach and I know that for me, it's like life is a mirror, you know? So me on, on the inside is going to attract and magnetize that on the outside. And I know that you, I'm sure that you probably operate from this space as well. Um, just especially with your journey, but we manifest from our belief. We manifest from our frequency. We manifest from our thoughts and our emotions. Like if a circumstance is here, whether it's, you know, as neutral as it can be, our thoughts create emotions, emotions create, inform our behavior and our belief system. Right. And so it's like, it's a whole trickle down effect of how we are in an engagement with the world and our life. And so really like it starts from within, you know, when clients ask me about manifestation or attraction, I'm like, you got to look at your belief system. You got to look at your behavior. You got to look at the thoughts and the emotional state that you're in all day, every day, because that's really what is being communicated outward and attracting in. So I love that you are serving people who really need you because they are a mirror to the path that you have walked. Yeah, it's exactly as you said. I, I I believe that everything starts with the thought. Mm-hmm. So even though I I'm I'm a health coach, but I'm, I don't call myself like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, a transformational coach. But what? Yes, just a label. But what I really do is work with the mindset and with the thought, because mm-hmm. as you said, the thought creates the feeling and. Mm-hmm. 
And when you feel a certain way, then you act a certain way. So mm-hmm. uh, you change. And, and if you go backwards, you know, and if you change with a different belief or with, the, with a different thought, you really have a different life. Yeah. That, that, that's core what I do I, I really want to help people to get rid of that baggage I mean that's I love that's that cool. like, whatever is in their way to to live um, their best life and 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 we um, in, in the work I do we build the foundation so they can really be grounded and stay you know fully on the ground but then they can have the head in the sky, but they have to be grounded first, you know, Feet on the earth <laughs> and the, the power and, um, and yeah, and then they can do whatever they want. That's another level. Yeah. I, I love that. That's one of your missions is to help people release the baggage. Yeah. I, it's just so heavy, right? Like it's, and, and I, I think there's, um, a, it's like a balance between, okay. Acknowledging the baggage, acknowledging the childhood trauma, acknowledging the history of our soul and our self in this lifetime, acknowledging it. And, and I think like, I don't know how you would say this, but the space between the baggage and free from the baggage is there's something that exists in the middle. And as a result of the baggage and the trauma, we have protection. We have protection mechanisms. We have limitations. We have, we, we wear armor. We, you know, we, we guard ourselves. We have the inner critic we have always with us. <laughs> yeah, inner you critic. You will never leave. But that's you know something that people need to know that mm. inner critic will never leave. Not and and the fear and doubt it it will always be there. But it's mm. about being, um, you know, be be with it and be able to. Be kinder to yourself and then you can better work with the inner critic, you know, because then he no longer has the power over you if you have the power. Yeah. So like what I hear is be with it, but don't live from it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like be with that, be with all those parts and mechanisms and protections and critics and perfectionism and procrastination and like all the things that come up as a result of our baggage. but not live from it anymore there, there's actually one word that maybe wasn't said today and that's presence so now mm-hmm. it's said it, but it's presence it's then when when you're present when you are with yourself and your thoughts then you can have the awareness and you can see the critic and mm-hmm. see the space in between and then act differently so presence is huge. Yeah. All of us. And it's not a cliche, like be here and now. <laughs> yeah. Be be now here or be nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say like the invitation for presence has been very present on this podcast lately. Um, 
but I love that you have such a strong meditation practice. I, I meditate for about 20 to 30 minutes in the morning and the same at night before I go to bed. So about an hour every day, sometimes longer. There are days where I don't want to get off my meditation cushion. It's like, I just want to stay here. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, for me, that has been one of the greatest meditation and, and yoga, a consistent yoga practice has been for me, the, and I would say journaling as well. Those are, those are like the tools that help me really stay present with myself. And I think we're, we do the same thing. Cause I, I walk every day as well. And, um, you know, it's, that's an ongoing practice, but I would say that's a really good, if, if you were to give anyone, um, if you were to give the listeners any piece of advice or guidance, what, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? I may repeat myself, but I would say, love yourself, look in the mirror, say your name and say, I love you Mm -hmm. every day. And it can be difficult at the beginning, but it will be better and better when you do it every day. And it's, it's a game changer. love yourself that makes me want to cry (laughs) the rest will follow you know when you love yourself the rest will just come so beautiful thank you so much for today this I I am so happy now to have connected with you in this way and to have heard more of your story and it's incredible and you are amazing. I am so grateful for you and for everyone here who's listening. So Nat, you can check her out. All of her contact info is linked in our show notes and you are open to receiving inquiries at this time. If anyone yes, wants I, to. Yeah, yes, I work with clients one-on-one so they can reach out to me via email or uh, Instagram or yeah, many ways. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story. And it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. I'm I'm really grateful for this opportunity. And um, yeah, Um, I'm glad that I was brave to walk this path. (laughs) Me too. I'm so glad you were brave to walk this path. And I'm glad I met you. So. I'm glad we met too. And that your brave path inspires others to walk theirs. That is the medicine. That is the gift. So thank you for sharing with all of us. And I'm sending you so much love. Thank you. Bye.